are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sun Devil fans, it is a Thursday edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, and there's a lot to talk about. Mainly, we're going to be starting off with the game against Washington State and what a poor, poor effort it was by the Sun Devils basketball team. And honestly, by both sides, Washington State didn't put up much of a fight, but ASU decided not to show up even a little bit. Then we're going to be talking about Herm Edwards was given the vote of confidence to come back for another season. Not necessarily a contract extension as he is under contract for a few more seasons, but confirmed to be coming back at least for next season as their head coach. They're going to be talking about some great news, at least, if their stock has taken a dip over the last couple days in terms of uh, players specifically leaving. At least we get Jermaine Lole coming back for next season, which will be a huge addition to this roster. Thanks for making Lockdown Sun Devils your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. This episode is also brought to you by Omaha Steaks. The holidays are around the corner and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easier to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Richie, you're back at it for the second episode this week, still recovering a little bit. How are you feeling today, my man? Slowly but surely getting better. I feel like my voice is a lot more consistent, but like if I'm talking for a long period of time, it'll start to like really fade out and <laughs> hopefully I am taking taking breaths and taking small intervals to breathe or else it's just going to sound like this. Hey, we talk for long periods of time on this podcast. It's my favorite tradition. That's great. Uh, if you watch the ASU game, though, it probably didn't do anything for your immune system. Uh, probably made you feel 10 times worse, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. As far as following us on Twitter, we talk about this every single show, and we have been getting some followers recently, so that's been great. Uh, but again, you can find me at Cedrios on Twitter, uh, and you can find Richie Bradshaw at RichieBrads36 with a Z. We also have our Locked on Sun Devils Twitter page. That's at LO underscore Sun Devils. And then you can find all of our content on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, or the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Monday through Friday, bringing you the best Sun Devils content regarding basketball or football this season. Richie, I had mentioned that basketball game. I I don't even know what to think about that, man. Like, I've only been following the Sun Devils, I would say, consistently now for about like 10-ish years. And there's been some poor showings for sure. Uh, there's been a couple other instances where they've put up like 10-ish points. Uh, I wouldn't say off the top of my head, there was a game against like, I don't know, it was like Utah back in like 2016 or 17 where they put up, it was exactly that. It was like 10 to 40-something after like the first half. So, uh, but but just a terrible, terrible game to sit through. I'm not even so much confident I would say it was like an actual basketball game. They were just kind of running around for 40 minutes tonight. I mean, every once in a while, they threw uh, they threw a big orange ball at this hoop with a glass. I wouldn't say they threw it at the hoop. I, you it know, was not, not close. No, it was very, very bad. And I mean, all their weaknesses really got exemplified that night. <clears throat> once again, the three-point shooting was terrible. Three of 26, Connor. Yep. And can you guess who didn't make a single one? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Luther Muhammad. Um, Luther Muhammad did not make one, but I was more getting at Marion Jackson. How many did he take? He attempted five. <clears throat> also, he had 10 shots on the night and only made one. Yeah, well, dude, that's just mind-boggling. I've got so many nuggets about this game that we're going to go through. Uh, but what a historically bad loss for this team. 
I, I don't think it's it's going out on a limb to say this team's probably going to finish dead last in the Pac-12. And I understand it's early. It's only it's literally only been one game of Pac-12 play, but they've been so terrible through these first eight games, so bad that there's I have no vote of confidence for this team so far. And if anybody disagrees with me, like let's let's have a conversation about it. But uh, I'm going to read off a, a couple different stats here, and we can kind of break some of these down. Uh, they haven't failed to score 30 points in a game since 1946. 1946 since the last time they scored under 30 points in a game. They weren't even ASU at that time. They were Arizona State College. So since they've been ASU, this is they've never put up less than 30 points in a basketball game before. Yeah, I actually wasn't alive when that happened. I wasn't either. I was born actually 50 years later. Yeah, that sounds right. Roughly 50 years for the both of us. Uh, the game started, ASU was down in a hole, down 10 nothing. Already didn't feel good about that game being down 10-zip. But I also didn't think that scoring would be so hard to come by afterwards. Because if you had told me that uh, Washington State had only put up 51 points in the game, I would have thought we smoked them. Seriously, 51 points. So they started down in a hole. They didn't make their second field goal. Their second field goal until almost 10 minutes into the first half. It was 9, I think it was like 9.31 into the, the second half from what my note said. Almost 10 minutes until they made their second shot. That's embarrassing. But both teams started terribly. They were 0-11 uh, from the, the free-point line. Uh, so, I, I mean, these are college students generally on scholarships. Uh, 0 for 11 uh, on, on free-throw attempts. Like, I understand, like, people have off nights. But literally, both teams had an off night, and they were historically bad. Uh, from the field, ASU shot 16.7%. 16.7% of their shots went in in the first half. But the, the disappointing thing is Washington State, you know how much better they were than ASU in their shooting percentage? Like on the night entirely? Just, just even in that first half. Just that first half. We said, You said 16 for us. Yep. I'll say 19. It was at uh, 24. 24 and change for uh, like 24.1 for Washington State. Like I don't understand how you don't take advantage of that kind of situation. It, it, it's just... This season has gone... I shouldn't even say we've had ups and downs. It was just kind of a, they started off kind of okay at the beginning of the season, playing against teams that they definitely should beat. And now they're just absolutely getting embarrassed. Do you know who they go and play on Sunday, I think is their next game? They, um, they get Oregon. They have to go uh, uh, to Eugene. I don't know why I was spacing on that. They have to go to Oregon to play basketball. Connor, Oregon's not even that good. Uh, they're better than us. Everybody is literally better than us. That's impossible. I, I'm a big ASU fan, but I went to GCU. I'm not going to lie. GCU might be able to beat us this year. Look, look. No, we're bad. We're, we're really bad. I'm not even going to try and try and make something up right now. There's, there is literally nothing good to talk about with the Arizona State Sun Devils basketball team right now. They can't hit the broadside of a barn with a basketball. It's embarrassing. I've got more nuggets here for you. Oh, no. They started, uh, Washington State started on a 10-2 and run, essentially, in the second half. So they were down, what would that make? That would be like 28, essentially, to 12, uh, roughly in the near the start of the second half. And really, ASU never got back in the game after that. There were multiple stretches in the second half where they, they went two minutes or more without scoring. In general, no free throws, no nothing. Several times, they went two or more minutes. Uh, as they, as you mentioned before, I had wrote this down too. Three of twenty-six beyond the three-point line. That is just absolutely pitiful. Um, their last eight attempts, they went one for eight. 
So, I mean, they couldn't even get garbage time points. This is also the first time in Bobby Hurley's head coaching career he's lost five games in a row. Five games in a row. That's never happened before. And not that that's like some some uh, some stat that like Bobby Hurley shouldn't have hit before. I mean, five losses in a row is bad, especially for, uh, I don't want to say like there's a great basketball program because ASU is definitely not that. But the expectations on this team the last couple seasons so far have fallen severely short. I understand that if they just magically go on this run against Pac-12, uh, Pac-12 teams, it honestly would make things much, much better. But that being said, it, it's not crazy to say that Bobby Hurley is probably playing his last season as ASU's head coach. I feel like that's almost a guarantee with the way that this team's playing right now. It's almost uninspired basketball with the way that you're just not able to put up points regularly. I'm <clears throat> at, at, at this point, it, it's truly baffling because this isn't a one-game thing. We have seen this the whole year. They aren't able to put up points consistently. And tonight it was really just put put right in the spotlight. First game of Pac-12 play. The one game that we said was the must win to start the year. The one game didn't even remotely show up. The only person who came to play was DJ Horn. who has been. I think he was our only player in double digits. Too. He was. And he was, like quote-unquote, exceptional. C- considering... What the rest of this team did. He was the one exceptional player we had tonight. Terrible, Connor. Just horrible, to quote one of our favorite little short videos. Definitely. Um, we'll see where this team goes, man. I, I just, it, it kind of pains me to say that we have to watch this team the rest of the season because normally it's a we get to watch Sun Devils basketball, but there's just nothing inspiring about this team so far. Uh, ideally, some of this can change later down the stretch, but like they, they didn't have Marcus Bagley, and I get that. They, they don't have their best player. But you can't convince me that putting Bagley back on the floor makes this a more competitive game, or at least a, a much closer game. Maybe they, they score more than 29 points, but great. You still lose to a team that only put up 51 against you. So it's more than just a Marcus Bagley problem at this point. Even when he does come back and he's healthy, I, I just this team doesn't inspire me whatsoever. No, and I, I do think Bagley is a stud. I think he is... His absence has been a, a very sore reminder of how important he is to this team. But the way they're playing without him is just completely unacceptable. It's it's not even remotely good and acceptable for Power 5 basketball teams, let alone a Pac-12 team where the Pac-12 is actually pretty rock solid in basketball. ASU, whose expectations I feel like we need to just set so low every year this year is already past rock bottom turns out rock bottom has a basement and it's called tucson uh speaking of coaches on the hot seat uh we're gonna talk about (laughs) we're gonna talk about another head coach at asu that is being brought back for the 2022 season but how how confident should we be in that head coach stick with us you're listening to the locked on sun devils podcast this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at Omaha Steaks. You know, it's kind of ironic that I'm actually reading this ad right now. Uh, Omaha Steaks have always been in my family, not necessarily because of, of my choice until my dad. Every 4th of July makes Omaha Steaks, and they've been a personal favorite of mine, and now I get to do an ad about them, which is great. But the holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter college into the search bar to order the perfect gift package. 
For $99, you get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon-wrapped filet mignons, chicken breast, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use that promo code COLLEGE, you'll get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfected package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering that promo code COLLEGE. Achieve gift greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. Again, use that promo code COLLEGE at omahasteaks.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Again, thank you for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. In the first segment, we talked a little bit about, briefly, Bobby Hurley potentially not coming back for the following season. And we're only eight games into that one, so that's phenomenal. But speaking of head coaches, Herm Edwards was just recently essentially given the vote of confidence by Ray Anderson saying he's coming back after they finished the game against U of A. I believe he was even asked that question post-game, and he said, essentially, I have no intentions of going anywhere. Come Monday, we're going to be working on the transfer portal. Richie, Herm Edwards is back for sure for the 2022 season. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, his contract ends January 1st, 2024. So I think he's here for the next two seasons, uh, barring anything that happens you know, after this next season or another extension. So uh, initial thoughts on Herm Edwards coming back. Is this a good thing for the program? Does this personally make you happy, or are you a little upset about that? I'm not upset. We'll preface it with that. I'm not upset. I'm just disappointed. You're not mad. I'm just, that's so much worse. I'm kidding. That's I'm, so much worse. I'd I'm, rather you be. I, I'm kidding. I'd rather you be mad that he's back. No, I'm not mad. I'm not disappointed. I'm just not moved by it. It just, I mean, he's been a, a very average head coach. I mean, it, it, call it that. He's been average. He hasn't done much to move the needle for me to definitively say one way or the other that, yes, this is. This is the guy for Arizona State, or no, we should really move on. Right now, it's just, you're kind of in limbo with him. Like, he's doing just enough to get by. It's like the end of the Todd Graham era. Because remember, towards the beginning, there was this hope. And then Todd Graham had back-to-back 10-win seasons for the first time in the, the program's extensive history. They'd only done it a few other times previously. But in back-to-back 10-win seasons, we were number six in the nation at one point with Todd Graham. With 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 Herm, we've been ranked maybe five times, maybe six times in the entirety of his tenure here, and this is sort of like four it's, it's seasons. like three year three and a half kind yeah. of, it, if even that. But it just it don't. It's not like Arizona State is expecting to be national title contenders, but we should be contending for the division at a minimum, and it feels like we're just. Never quite there. He has two second-place finishes, a third place, and a fourth place. And we should have been first this year. Straight up. Nuts and bolts, Connor. Definitely. Um, it, technically, by definition, we did compete for it this year. Uh, we weren't really out of it until like the second to last week when uh, Utah beat Oregon and the Pac-12 like Pac-12 itself, for lack of a better verb. Uh, I, I don't know how to, to describe this in like the smartest way possible, but Herm Edwards coming back, in my opinion, Richie, what if he's kind of coming back? I don't want to say to be the scapegoat because as far as all the, uh, uh, the NCAA violations that are coming down, he's to blame for it. So it's, it's not like he's like sticking his neck out there for somebody. What if he's just being brought back just so they don't have to like bring somebody else in to be able to take that blame? 
not not so much the blame for what had happened, but I, I actually even talked about this in the Lockdown Pac-12 podcast today with Cindy Robinson, uh, which they're, she's great. You should go give her a listen as well. What if, uh, what like, if they bring Herm Edwards back, which they did, they get to go through another season with him, and hopefully, I, I even say like hopefully, like I don't really want the the violations to come down, but you know it, it's the penalties coming at some point. But Herm Edwards has to take this penalty on, and they have to accept the consequences for what happens. Now Ray Anderson at the end of the season gets to say, you know, we had another pretty mediocre year. Uh, we now have at least one bowl game suspension potentially, and like we've lost out on some scholarship opportunities. Um, if he fires Herm Edwards now. We have to bring in another head coach to be able to say like, hey, we need the next up and coming guy who's going to bring this program to to its fullest extent, which might just be competing for the Pac-12. But who's going to want to take that job, right? Like it might have just been easier to bring Herm Edwards back. Him coming back to this program for 2022 and beyond does not necessarily mean that I, I think they have confidence in Herm Edwards. That might be their only choice. Well, to start, like you had said, mediocrity. It just feels like you're settling for mediocrity with this move. He's not moving the needle for you. You're going to win eight games every year. Which isn't bad, but it's not great. It's not even remotely great. And like I already said, we're we're not here in Arizona State expecting national titles. We're not, and we never will be. Like if we ever win one in my lifetime, it'll be an exceptional year. Total outlier. It'll be amazing. But I can go my whole life knowing that we're not going to win a national title. I want to win a Rose Bowl, though. 100% want to win a Rose Bowl before I die. And hopefully I got like six more years in me. At least. (laughs) At least. At least. But no. So right now you're settling for mediocrity. It just kind of is what it is. But I mean, look at the rest of the college football landscape, Connor, and everything that's been changing. Lincoln Riley goes to USC. Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame to go to um, LSU. You have all these rumors and all these job opportunities that are open. I believe Oklahoma's job opportunity got filled, but that might have just been a rumor. I feel like it was just a rumor. Florida is open. I believe Miami is open. Uh, Notre Dame is now open. No, you know what? Notre Dame is the one that got filled. No, it's not. I don't know what I'm talking about. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Your name's Richie Bradshaw. You're one of the co-hosts. You're currently talking. Am I talking or am I rambling? I think you might be rambling, but that's <laughs> that's okay. We'll, we'll kind of we, we can wrap that up or at least talk about that on Twitter when those hiring positions actually get filled. But like, so so my my point of bringing that up is is they can get almost anyone they want if ASU's job position for the head coach was open. We are scraping the bottom of the barrel. No one wants to come here. There's no draw to come here outside of the nice weather and apparently a pretty patient athletic directing uh, athletic directing department. Uh, agreed. Um, and that's why I think it's easier to bring uh, Herm Edwards back than try to find somebody else that's going to want to take on this, this kind of crummy position that ASU's in. I think if they get hit with their violations, somebody knows exactly what they're dealing with, Herm Edwards is gone. Okay, and maybe they even get Spencer Rattler. Like I, I'm totally spitballing here, but maybe they get Spencer Rattler for 2023, and they they have some incoming recruits that they know they can at least be competitive with. That might be more enticing than than coming into it with 2022, thinking you just have Jaden Daniels for a senior season uh, and and a slap on the wrist. Plus, that's coming to you at some point. 
So Herm Edwards is back. I, I I think we'd be just doing him a disservice if we just if we didn't say we have been big Herm Edwards fans. We were probably both in the same boat when he was hired. Of okay, like that is a coaching move, um, and not necessarily sold on it. But I think after the first two seasons or so, we were very dug in on Herm Edwards being the guy. Uh, we're very excited for the future that he potentially brought. And now in the last year, year and a half, I think we've done a 180. But I, I think we're entitled to that, right? I, I, I don't think that's being a fair weather fan. I, I think we've seen enough of Herm Edwards being a six, seven, eight win team. is just not going to cut it. And unfortunately, in the situation that they're in right now, nothing is going to change anytime soon. Oh, by the by, you also have to compete with Lincoln Riley going forward. So a lot to digest for the new incoming head coach of the Sun Devils. I'm assuming at some point after the 2022 season. Uh, but we'll see where that goes. Hopefully they can bring somebody new and exciting in to be able to, to take this program to the next level. So stick with us for the, the last part of the podcast here. We're going to be talking about Jermaine Lole coming back for the 2022 season and ASU getting a star defensive player back, which is going to be nice to have for sure. You're listening to the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. We're back for the last part of our podcast today for a Thursday edition of the Lockdown Sun Devils podcast. Talking about some positive news for the Sun Devils. They get Jermaine Lole coming back for the 2022 season. So he was a senior this year. I don't know if he's just technically a grad student, but obviously last year with the, the COVID season, uh, a lot of players are being granted the extra year of eligibility if they so choose. Uh, what, thoughts on, on Jermaine Lole coming back? Because I, I have some opinions on it, but I'm curious what you think. I would give a big woo-woo, but my voice is just so, so terrible that I, uh, <laughs> I I just wouldn't be able to do it if I tried. But it, it is a really good get, especially when you consider how much you're losing. You're losing Lucas and Jones, Butler, Sully, um, Robertson, Tyler Johnson – um, uh, DeAndre Pierce, DJ Davidson, maybe DJ Davidson. There was that Trevez Moore who's going to be gone. Yeah. So much like there's going to be a completely different defense next year. So having a guy like Jermaine Lola come back is huge. And obviously, we didn't get to see him in action at all this year. But if he can return to form, that is a very, very good defensive lineman for the Sun Devils who can make a pass rushing difference and really just settle in a brand new front seven. So it's a huge get. Okay. So you and I are pretty much on the same page. Obviously not that like anyone should be coming out saying, oh, Jermaine Lowley coming back is not a big deal because it is. Dude was, uh, he was uh, on a ton of lists as far as the beginning of the season goes, was selected to be all Pac-12. Um, I, I can't remember the uh, the defensive, interior defensive lineman uh, watch list that he was put on, but um, arguably, like seriously, Jermaine Lole was was probably a top 10 interior defensive lineman in all of college football. The dude was that good before suffering a triceps injury. Uh, so you are getting a star player back on your defense, which is, is just great personnel-wise. But something else I want to add here is 
with all the new faces. So, Richie, you're talking about a bunch of people that are leaving the team this season. You're getting a leader back. You're getting a building block, granted only for one year. But you're getting a leader back in this locker room for Herm Edwards to be able to anchor this defense by. No, you don't have uh, Darian Butler. No, you don't have Jack Jones or Chase Lucas. Like, you're missing a lot of guys. But for you to have a, a new, I shouldn't even say a new voice, but a, a, a voice in the locker room, it is going to be your best defensive player uh, who's going to be able to, to take all the new guys as far as new guys starting. And he's going to be able to command that defense. It's going to be huge for this team. It's going to be friggin' huge. But like I, like I already said, this is a big, big get for a defense that's going to look completely different next year. And it's a good get, too. It's not like it's just some senior that has played a lot is coming back. Like Jermaine Lole was talked about nationally coming into this year before his injury. He, he, is, he is that guy, pal. So very, very stoked to have him come back. And I'm, I'm curious to see if he'll return to form or if he takes a step back. But like I said, if he does return to form, there's a good chance his defense can not so much pick up where they left off, but at least not have this drastic drop-off in production from really, really good to really, really bad. He's going to be one of those guys where if he is what he was, they're going to stay a good to a really good defense. Totally agree. Uh, in his career, he's played 27 games, uh, missed out on a lot of 2020 just because uh, of the COVID season. So he played in all four games the Sun Devils could play uh, and then missed all of the season when suffering a triceps injury in the preseason. But in 27 games, he's got uh, 11 sacks. Uh, 11 sacks is an interior defensive lineman. Dude's been an absolute stud. Uh, doesn't have any interceptions, but it's because he's an interior defensive lineman. Uh, but has several pass defense, just getting his arms up there, a couple fumble recoveries in his career. Dude's going to make a big difference. We don't know a lot of what other positions on this defense are going to be locked down. Uh, but it is nice to have your best player potentially on either side of the ball coming back to be able to, to anchor at least half the field. So when we find out maybe some of who the other starters are, ideally we have some other big names as well. Jermaine Lole, again, I, th I think serves two purposes. One being your best player on the defensive side of the ball coming back, and then also being that voice of reason inside the locker room. But thank you so much for making Long Time Sundables your first listen every single day. Uh, remember, you can find us on Twitter. You can find me at Cedrios. You can find Richie Bradshaw at Richie Brads with a Z36. Remember to subscribe to all of our content so you get that notification saying, hey, Lockdown Sentinels has a new, uh, new, a new episode coming out. But you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. Make sure to come back for our Friday episode. We'll be talking a little bit more about this Sun Devils team. I, ideally, more things on a positive note. But I'll make your second listen, Locked on Bets. They're going to be your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. You keep it locked on here with Locked on Sundance.